0: Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence one stripe at a time. And now, here are our hosts, James Foxhall and Wes McDonald. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. I'm your host with the most, Wes McDonald. And I'm really excited about today's episode. You know, uh, not sure if anyone's been paying attention to the news lately, but we just had another uh, climate summit uh, down in South America and everything right now, sustainability is huge. Uh, So if you look at the stuff that Elon Musk is doing with his solar panels and electric cars uh, to net zero buildings, uh, to everything, it's really a big topic. And yet uh, in the office equipment channel, um, it seems that not a lot is being done. Uh, But that's not true everywhere. So uh, the guests that I have today, I'm really excited to introduce. But before I do, uh, just one more interesting fact about myself. Uh, Not everyone knows this, but I'm a huge kayak uh, fisherman. So when I tell people that I like to fish on Lake Erie, they imagine that I'm out in some big boat, uh, you know, fishing for pickerel and bass. But an actual uh, fact, I'm in a a 13 foot kayak uh, with a pedal propulsion system, uh, which is loaded and rigged for fishing. So i got a couple of friends that come up every year uh, from the States to fish with me. And if uh, you're interested, certainly uh, make sure you throw me out a uh, comment uh, or or reach out in some other way. So the guests that we have on the podcast today, uh, Aaron Dick, who I've known for a lot of years. Uh, we actually started together um, in the uh, managed print space uh, back in the print fleet days. And I've also got uh, Jordan Derog, who's uh, from Print Relief. And uh, without further ado, I'll just get you guys both to introduce yourselves. So, uh, Aaron, uh, let's start with you. And don't forget to tell us one interesting thing about you uh, that the world <laughs> may not know today.
1: Yeah, no, thanks a lot. And thanks a lot for, uh, for having me on your podcast, Les. Well, looking forward to it. And uh, my name is Aaron Dick, I'm a senior vice president of marketing for Clover Imaging Group. Uh, Clover is a, a global, well, the world's largest remanufacturer of ink and sonar cartridges and this conversation that we're going to have today is really close to our heart and close to my heart because we're also the world's largest collector of empty toner cartridges so um sustainability is part of our core values and our core messaging and, and uh yeah looking forward to the conversation uh interesting fact um in my in my younger thinner days uh I was actually a semi-professional rugby player and i used to play overseas in, uh, in wales and what does semi-professional really mean? It just means that you know I worked an 80-pound jackhammer during the day, played rugby at night, and they paid me enough to cover my bar tab. So, uh, so there's my there's my interesting fact.
0: Yeah, and I'll continue your interesting fact because uh, if you remember, I'm sure you probably do with a smile on your face. Uh, we had an arm wrestling contest at an event that we were at, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a I'm just I'm gonna say they call me the uh, MPS Wolverine. I'm pretty I'm pretty strong myself. And I think he put me down in about 1.5 seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thanks, Wes. I wasn't going to bring that interesting fact up, but I appreciate the, uh, the nod. Yeah, you know what? Just um, for the I'm record, Canadian. I didn't want to have that honest in context.
0: I'm Canadian. We don't, mind, uh, you know, we don't mind sharing the truth, right? And uh, so, Jordan, uh, let's uh, go to you.
2: Yeah, Wes, thanks for having me. Good to be with you and Aaron. Uh, Jordan Dara, I'm the founder and CEO of Print Relief. Uh, We're a software platform that integrates in the managed print world and the dealer channel. And it's uh, a platform that measures paper consumption, equates it to forest impact, and allows customers to decide where they would like to reforest what they've consumed back through uh, seven different reforestation projects we we manage around the world. Um, We're also a big partner of Clover Imaging. So I've known Aaron a long time, along with you, West, uh, from the print audit days. And an interesting fact is, like you guys and a number of people in the industry coming from really the software world, um, I am Canadian as well. I was born just outside Toronto, there for a few years, and then been in the U.S. uh, for about the last 40. So thanks for having me today.
0: I had no idea you were a Canuck, so that means you'll have to join me and Aaron, uh, even though he doesn't want to do it again on uh, an arm wrestling competition. It's Canadian wedding. An arm wrestling contest, yeah. (laughs) I got to work out first. (laughs) You know, we live in a world right now where, you know, people are moving away from things like single-use plastics. Uh, I know that here in Canada, at least, that uh, it's actually going to be regulated in the law that the grocery stores, you know, can't use plastic bags anymore for, you know, groceries, right? So uh, from straws, people are starting to look at all kinds of things from uh, milk bag clips, which is another thing uh, in the U.S. they probably don't know too much about. Uh, but we actually uh, get our our milk in bags just so you know and there's a a clip that holds that bag together right um, you know when you look at the electrification of the auto industry right uh, just recently they introduced the cyber truck and would love to get your guys' opinion on uh, you know on that it seems pretty uh, pretty polarized <clears throat> but all this is going on and then you know lo and behold we're in one of the channels which is kind of hidden from the rest of the world and for all of uh, my listeners that are in the managed services channel, uh, the office equipment space, although you may not be interested in it yet, uh, you probably should be. It's it's absolutely massive, right? And so when we look at this, are are we seeing the same kind of uh, interest in the office equipment channel uh, when it comes to cartridges and other things, right? So you know, for those that aren't as familiar. Uh, when you get a toner cartridge it's in a big chunk of plastic with a bunch of parts in it and that can either go in the trash or it can be recycled so let's talk about that a little bit first is just are we seeing the same kind of customer interest in reducing their plastics as we are in the consumer world and and maybe Aaron I'll start with you on that.
1: Yeah no for sure I mean I think you know um, I think more and more now people are paying attention for, for a couple of reasons I mean um, you know climate change and natural disasters and the things that are happening in our world today is, is pretty prevalent, right? Um, you can't ignore it anymore. Uh, it's, it's happening all around us You don't have to be Canadian You could can be anywhere in the world in the United States and it's gonna impact you in some way shape or form So people are talking about it. It's part of the political landscape um, I can tell you here in Canada It's a big part of the political conversation on what we're doing as, as Canadians to, to positively impact the environment and then I also think that um, social media and the and and the adoption of social media has made it uh, a louder voice uh, in, in the world and what does that mean It just means that that's now moved into this space into office technology and and it's the i think the end user customers the you know the resellers that we sell to their customers are asking for it right they want they want a sustainability approach they want to know that the products that they're buying um are are being recycled um and, and they're doing their corporate social responsibility to take care of things um and we see it when I mean, we see it in our world, where our customers are coming to us, we're helping them with content, and talk tracks, and sharing our statistics and the things that we're doing in remanufacturing. Because really, remanufacturing is the highest form of, of recycling, right? Reusing a product. Um, so we're getting a lot of pull from the end users that are, are really driving resellers in this space to say, "Hey, you know what? This has got to be part of your offering. This has got to be something that that uh, you can bring to
0: my business." Yeah, I really do find that fascinating. Right now, I've been in the space for a long time myself, but you know, these cartridges aren't just being collected and melted down and repurposed as other things, right? Because that takes a whole other energy quotient and everything else. These cartridges are actually being, you know, rebuilt. And I think in many cases, you know, better than new, um, to be reused again in the marketplace. Right. I think, I think that's an important thing to, to let people know is that that takes a lot less energy. It takes a lot less resources than even traditional, Uh, Recycling, which is melting it down and you know, repurposing it into other things, right? And and Jordan, you have a different, you know, sort of take on this, right? And I was really fascinated the first time I saw your business model. And maybe you can describe that a little bit to our customers because you're putting trees back in the ground,
2: that's right. Yeah, I mean, like Aaron, I previously came from the remanufactured toner world, but in the last five years with print relief, I'm a little more removed from it, so I can't speak as directly to what's taking place with that trend, but sustainability as a whole, I think it's picking up, and we have a pretty tight pulse of that with respect to the equipment channel, because um, over the last five years, we've seen some changes. When When we first started out, we were going out to dealers and really pushing our product and trying to get them interested in Uh, A lot of the early adopters were working with us because they wanted to be innovative and take something to market that their competitors didn't. And what's happened is in the last year or two, it's shifted where we're getting a lot more inbound marketing from, and customers who are interested in what we have to, to sell. And then because we sell through dealers, we then ask them first question, you know, who do you work with? And it's been more of a pull effect. And so that I think is a, an indicator, to me at least, and to our company, that um, there's an upward you know, increase in, in interest in sustainability as, as a whole, and it doesn't just you know stop with print relief. It goes further, as Aaron was saying, with you know what type of uh, cartridges are you buying, and you know what to, sort of what's the plastic content of the equipment that they're selling, that sort of thing. Um, with respect to your question on our business model, it's intended to fit neatly into really the billing construct of the industry, so. Um, I know there's a, a recent push for, you know, cost per user or user-based billing, but there's still a, I think, a predominant model for cost per page, so that's, that's currently how we structure it, is it's a cost per page model that can be embedded into the click rate, you know, regardless of whether it's a monochrome or a color page, but in our sense, it's really just a, a physical sheet that we're going to reforest um, in a certified process right back into uh, the natural environment.
0: And I, and I just love that. So do you have any numbers for us? Like how many trees you guys have actually put back in the ground to date?
2: I do. Um, we really look at it in two different, through two different views. How many trees are we planting per day? Which is right now right around 3000 per day. And that, of course, that's collectively you know, a result of all the system for the dealers and, and customers that are subscribed. Total trees per date. This is over about five years is just over one and a half million. And uh, you know the exciting thing is it's just compounding. So the more customers and dealers we connect, the more trees we're going to plant. As long as they continue to print.
0: Well, that's an incredible number. And I think uh, the last time I checked, basically um, when you looked at the number of trees that were planted per acre, that's 290 trees an acre. So you guys are just smashing it out of the park. And uh, Aaron, I'm not sure if you guys have any numbers on you know the plastics or anything else, but what can you share with us about what you know about what a difference it actually makes?
1: I, I don't know, Jordan. I think we've got to be close to pushing 600,000 trees um, through our system uh, and getting reforested and, and growing and then that's just something that you know to yeah. Jordan's point, you know in the last year and a half, two years, has really flipped, and we're getting a lot of folks coming our way that are looking for for a reforestation initiative, and so that's that's a big part of it. So, yeah, so let's say Clover close to pushing six hundred thousand trees. Um, when you look at, uh, at materials, uh, interesting stat, Wes, um, Clover diverts over twenty seven thousand pounds of material from landfills every day. Um, every day, and I think. Every day, and when you start to look at some of the stats, um, because we're the world's largest remanufacturer of ink toner and collector of empty toner cartridges, when you look at the impact that we have, um, you know the, that's I think a big number, right? Um, and, and and we monitor and track you know this data on a regular basis. We can give you some other stats, right? Um, using a remanufactured cartridge, you use a 79% less material consumed. You know, 44% less natural resources. By using a re by using a reused or remanufactured cartridge, and um, and 51% smaller total environmental impact, and so just um, overall, when you think about, you know, your your first question, right? Like, is it is it coming to the office uh, technology industry? Um, it's the enterprise level end user accounts that I think are driving this initiative, and now we're starting to move down to SMB. I agree. The solutions, yeah, they're looking for solutions that say, hey you know what, show me, um, show me exactly how you do it. How do you measure it? How do you monitor? What statistics do you have to back it up? Because they're committed to making sure that they do the you know, corporate, res- social, responsible, environmental um, aspect of their business.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, those, those numbers are astounding. And, and I want to go back for a second. I think it's an important point you raised because a lot of listeners may not be in the office equipment space. Um, what are the differences between a compatible cartridge um, and a remanufactured cartridge? Because I think it's really important when people are, like you said, especially in the SMB space, to understand that difference because you're going to see those terms online and may not understand the difference.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good question. So compatible, compatible cartridges are cartridges that um, are brought in um, from other markets. They're not remanufactured. So let me, let me start with remanufactured first. Remanufactured where we take uh, an original equipment manufacturer's cartridge, an empty toner cartridge, right? and we 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 pull it apart and we put it back together um using mainly uh the the uh, reusable parts of the cartridge and we sell it back to the marketplace so we remanufacture that oem cartridge okay and and we sell it back and we try and remanufacture it as many times and that reuse is very sustainable a compatible cartridge is something that's come in from uh, other markets that is has been uh, injection molded, created for new, kind of like a knockoff. So you wonder why you can buy other products for super cheap. It's because the product quality is very inferior. And what ends up happening is that plastic that they use to manufacture that, that product, that compatible product, it isn't recyclable. It isn't environmentally friendly. Right. It's not something that we can use uh, in our manufacturing process. And so a lot of people don't think about that. You're like, hey, I could get this toner cartridge for you know whatever 10 bucks cheaper right well it, you might be able to get it for ten dollars cheaper quality uh, aside it's not going to be recyclable and it's going to end up in a landfill and uh and it's not going to be part of of you know, what we're talking about here today and making sure that um, we recycle and, and reuse as much as possible in our space
0: yeah and that's really important so even though they are a cheaper cartridge they're not coming from the oem uh that stuff is even worse because it's it's going into the landfill 100 percent, right.
1: Well, right, and then you look at uh, at OEM uh, OEM cartridges. Um, they they have a different end of life because if they aren't remanufactured, then how are they? You know, how are they disposed of? Right. So uh, we take that empty OEM cartridge, and, and that's why we're the world's largest collector of, of empty cartridges, so that we can remanufacture them. Uh, without impacting the integrity of the plastic and and the overall original build of that product.
0: Yeah, and I I gotta think more and more people are thinking about that, right? So just an example in my home, right? So in the old days, um, I used to drink uh, coffee from an instant manufacturer that had those plastic cups. I won't name names, <laughs> but I will name the name of the one that I drink now, which is Nespresso because they're aluminum uh, pods and they actually send me bags uh, to send those back and, and recycle them. Right. And I know that uh, in your industry, you guys are actually, you know, it's not just a nice thing to do that you guys are actually incenting people to send you those cartridges so that you can do the right thing. Right. To make sure that they're not going in
1: the landfill. Yeah I mean you're gonna be able to, to recycle chances are you're recycling uh, a cartridge um, at one of your you know retail locations or um, office products locations or one of your resellers and that product's going back to Clover. Um, the products um, do hold a value and we make sure that you know if we're collecting product that we can recycle and re- reuse or manufacture then we reimburse um, our customers with that. So some customers use that money to go towards, uh, you know, charitable organizations in their communities. They use it to go towards their office uh, parties or, or office expenses, but it's a big um, aspect of revenue generation just through to, to recycling.
0: Yeah, and I find that fascinating. And actually, it's a good segue to you, Jordan, because, you know, it, it, typically uh, when we talk about sustainability and, you know, doing the right thing, everyone thinks that it's gonna cost more money and it doesn 't so people are getting reimbursed for these cartridges. I know from working with Clover for years uh, that the uh, pricing of the toner cartridges is absolutely rock bottom compared to you know buying new and and Jordan, maybe we can talk about that a bit because you go you know even in a different direction, which is reduction right so paper, as we all know, is made out of trees, and you know when you 're incenting people to replant those trees you 're actually putting that back in the ground right so you know, talk a little bit about, you know, how you guys help, you know, customers to actually really pay attention to that. Sure.
2: So a couple of things, you know, most dealers or OEMs that we work with charge their customers for print relief. And as you just mentioned, does have a little bit of an increase let's say on the cost per page, but it fits neatly with some reduction strategies. So if they're, Uh, Looking to convert from OEM to remanufactured cartridges, they're going to reduce their costs. Um, If they might be employing some, you know, uh, printer policies or print policies that are designed to reduce their overall consumption, but they'll connect print relief with that. So the combination is they're reducing and there's a strategy in place, whether it's through software or just a financial model. But if they can also strengthen their commitment to sustainability with our solution, net-net they're still saving money, but then they've got a a stronger environmental solution in place. Um, You know, the way we connect it for everybody is we have online visibility where we integrate with really most of the, the popular monitoring applications out there. So we talked a little bit earlier about your guys' history with Print Fleet. We're integrated with them, FM Audit print audit and three or four others. And so that allows us to automate the whole thing. So the customer really has um, an automatic subscription to reforestation and they can track it. So they can log into their own, you know, print relief portal as an end customer. They can actually engage and decide where they would like to reforest. So we've currently got seven projects that they can select um, around the world. And, you know, pertinent to this conversation, we're about to add an eighth in Canada but on the other side of the country in oh, British yeah. Columbia. Oh, that's great, eh? Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you
2: know, they can distribute that equally to all projects or just pick one or anywhere in between, but it just sets up neatly where they've got, um, you know, this ongoing benefit sh- beneficial impact to the environment as a result of printing through whomever, you know, partner that may be um, in the channel.
0: And I think that's really great. You know, uh, I spent a lot of years actually doing uh managed print assessments, going out in the marketplace, going to end user sites and helping them uh, to understand how they could do a better job of, you know, reducing their uh, print spend by actually reducing the number of waste pages. Right. And most people don't realize this, yep. but about 30% of uh, the pages that are printed in an office are actually dumped immediately into the recycling bin. Right. So I think this, You know this combination of go ahead, pay a little bit more to to make sure that those you know pages aren't aren't being printed, and the customers still saving money. And I think that's magic. Like that, this formula that we have in this space right now is that the customers ultimately are spending you know less overall, you know, for their print. Right now, you did like
1: yeah, go ahead, Eric. I was just going to say one. So I mean, that's 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 you know, if you think about our business model, right, when we we, in partnership with Print Relief, can can not only help with reforestation, but purchasing a, a clover product, you're buying that that supply at a lower price and supporting your environmental initiatives. And it's pretty rare in today's world that we live in where, you know, doing something that's green or or environmentally friendly or sustainable that you can do it at at a, at a lower price. Like typically, you got to pay more. You got to pay more to recycle, or you got to pay a little bit more um, for that that organic or that, that green product. And in our world, we're saying no. You can print. You can pay up to thirty or forty percent less um, than what you're typically paying, and have a have a, a sustainable solution.
0: Yeah, you really can't beat that combination. And, and at the end of the day, uh, it's only a printed page, right? Like most of the things that are being printed in an office. Are for informational purposes, et cetera. And you know what they're really looking for is does that meet my quality expectations? And I know that at Clover, you guys publish all kinds of statistics about the fact that in many cases your uh, quality actually exceeds the uh, the OEM you know factor, right? So I think it's a pretty cool yep. thing. And I know uh, Jordan, you were just about to kick in with another comment.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm stating the obvious, but it, it's not necessarily something immediately resonates is the combination sells so it's it the proof is in the pudding with if you just take release partnership with Clover and look at the upward trend of volume of pages that are measured and reforested in combination with the the dealers that they are uh, marketing our combined services to it it works and so of course Aaron and I are going to sit here on this podcast and advocate for what we do but we're, we're speaking from a perspective that the market wants this. And so I think it goes back to your earlier question is there is a rise in interest in sustainability. And if you can harness it and take it to your customer, there's a better chance you're going to, you know, win and retain more business.
0: Well, I think so. And I think that, you know, as, as we start to look at changing demographics, right. For a long time, it was uh common to talk about the uh, millennials. And if we do that now, we're just going to get an okay boomer uh, reference, but but the point being that they, <laughs> they they do buy things in different ways, right? So I have a thirteen year old daughter uh, thanks to her, we have nothing but steel straws in the house, and thanks to her, we have bamboo you know toothbrushes right so I think that if businesses are looking to grow and they're looking to look at that younger demographic and, and it's not you know thirteen she's obviously not a business owner, but all uh, kids in that uh, Gen X and Gen y generation really take these things quite seriously. I mean, when you look around the world at, uh, you know, and I'm, I can't believe it's uh, blanking me right now, but that, uh, you know, girl that's running around the world, leading the climate change, you know. Greta oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: you know, the the number of people that she rallies, right, and these, these are uh, going to be, um, a lot of them are consumers today, but they are, you know, within the next two to three years, right, so, you know, I really see that as a big impact. And of
1: course. Yeah, I was with, um that was with yeah. a partner was, you know, the other day and, and they, were, they were talking about generation well, if you're Canadian, Generation Z, if you're American, Generation Z. <laughs> um, but but uh, <laughs> basically kids born between nineteen ninety five and two thousand twelve and, and they're just saying that they that knowing that a brand is socially conscious has an influence on what they purchase. And you just validated it with your life. And, right and and i guess
0: that's a you know another important factor right is that we're all in business and everything else but we all have families and you know this idea of you know let's let's forget the big picture a lot of people say well you know i can't make a difference but you know certainly in this case you know we all can right so one thing i want to touch on um is oems and and i know jordan I'm, i'll be sensitive to this because i know like you have a lot of oems that are customers and i'll also be sensitive to it because I love the innovation and the things that the OEMs are doing in the industry to change how how we print, how we uh, communicate with information, right? So they're certainly not the bad guys. But, you know, there has been some recent news, and Aaron, you're closer to some of this than others, where, you know, they have taken some strategic directions, which have had a direct impact on, you know, some of the things that we're doing towards uh, sustainability. And I, and I certainly don't think that was their intention, but they're changing uh, the game a little bit compared to what we've seen in years past. So if it could ask, you know, what are we doing? Like, is it a big impact? And you know, if, or, or if it's not, what are we doing to to combat that to actually get to the consumer market and say, okay, you know, here's what we're doing about it.
1: I mean, I think, I think our messaging um, at Clover and in partnership with current with relief remains the same, right? Um, there's, there's going to be, Um, e-waste and and more electronic waste and more you know empty toner cartridges and consumables that that all have to be recycled and and reused uh, in an environmentally friendly manner and whether it's enterprise or SMB I mean these end-user organizations where these products ultimately end up in no matter how you decide to reposition your your product offering what have you people are looking for a socially responsible um, partner and I think you know, if we're not offering that as part as as part of your talk track, as part of your program, no matter what you're selling, you know, IT services, IT products, uh, computers, anything in the in the office uh, technology space, um, that's that's got to be part of, of your offering because that's what your customers want. And only else can can reposition and relook at how they want to bring products to the market and that type of thing. But again, um, you know, you got to make sure that you partner with a company that or companies that can back that up and make sure that um, they're bringing those holistic you know, solutions to them for not only their sales opportunities, but to their customers for the long term.
0: And Jordan, what are your thoughts and on that?
1: Aaron, yeah,
2: just to add to that, like you said, Wes, we're working on both sides of that um, conversation, if you will, with OEMs and uh, remanufacturing companies. But I think to Aaron's point, and he and I have worked closely on supporting some opportunities together, And Aaron, my perspective on this, like yours, is that there's almost been a doubling down um, where you've had to respond to some of these uh, strategies employed by the OEM. And my perspective is, in Clover's case, you've come back with even a stronger message about sustainability. And as you and I know, it's worked in some big, big instances, which we can
1: really speak to directly, but um, it's been effective. Like you said earlier, Wes, I mean the message is, is validated because the market's looking for that. And um I I only think it's gonna grow.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say I don't I don't think it was ever, you know, you know, the conflict that's been going on with uh, you know, remanufactured versus new um has nothing to do with, you know, the belief in sustainability or anything else, but certain business reality in the marketplace that we live in. And I'm you know, for one, I know that looking at what Clover has done, you know, through this and the work that obviously you do at Print Relief, mm-hmm. that this message is only going to get stronger into the future. And I think obviously with channel expansion, as you guys start looking at, not just the off equipment space, and I'm not sure if, you know, if you guys are, but certainly that that's an area where that message can really get to the SMB level, you know, as well, right? Now, the next question I'll move on to is, if you're talking to dealers out there today that are just kind of kind of turning a blind eye to sustainability or to you know buying remanufactured cartridges or putting trees in the ground, helping people reduce their print, what would you say to them? And uh, Jordan, I'll start with you.
2: Sure. Well, first of all, I love this question because I've lived it consistently for the last five years. Um, really, the first thing. I say it's a question, and that is, have you gone out and talked to your customers about it? And how are you talking about it with them? Um, what are the, the topics and bullet points are along the lines of sustainability? And to be honest, I think most of them, their own view of sustainability may get in the way of what their customers may or may not be interested in because the ones that have gone out and talked to their customers, and frankly, their larger customers who may be more eco-conscious about what their footprint is, um, you know, whether it's paper footprint, carbon footprint, footprint, et cetera.
0: Well, I'm sorry, these larger companies yeah. actually reduce um, in their annual reports, the sustainability section, right? So. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And I, part of it, Wes, is I think it has to do with, you know, who are you talking to at that customer? It might not be the the primary responsibility of the IT director or the purchasing manager or the facilities manager who are often the primary contacts around um, decisions and management services. But if you talk to people that are one degree removed from them, say in sustainability or marketing or PR or a green committee, that sort of thing, they do have an interest in sustainability solutions. And if you can then penetrate that conversation with them, you'll see that they, they, they value it and it'll just deepen and widen your relationship with that particular customer so that's what we're we're learning that's what we're now trying to educate um, those dealers on who who might not think that sustainability is important we've got the case studies now to say yes it is and uh, you you can benefit from it
0: well and I, i've watched you grow from a whisper in the marketplace uh, to where you are today so i've i've seen that firsthand which is incredible so it's a good message and aaron on to you
1: yeah no I, listen i i totally agree i think you know it's yeah, off the top, right, you know, we we're talking, you know, about is it, is it important? What do people think? You know, um, I, I think it's intimidating for those that don't fully understand sustainability, recycling, environmental impact, carbon footprint, right? And I think it's our job, and I can speak for Clover, I think it's our job to get out there and, and provide our partners with the education and the talk track and the content to confidently go out and have these conversations with their customers. And so they may might not be fully adopted in certain markets, and people might not think that it's that important. But it could also come from the fact that we aren't providing them with the right information uh, in order to go out there and and have those conversations. So, from our perspective, um, I can tell you over the last 12 months for sure that um, that that's been a big um, initiative for us at Clover to make sure that we're providing uh, information about print relief and our remanufacturing. and our impact that we have on the environment but sharing that with not only business owners but sales reps they can also share it with their customers because i think if we do that and we do a good job of educating the marketplace then you know what's what's the what's the age-old saying "less um you know rising tides lift all boats right they do so yeah. if we do that you know customers are asking for it we know it um and we just got to get out there and drive that message forward and you know, like Jordan said, you know, it, the, the, there's been a shift in the last two years. Well, I think it's just going to start to get faster. We're just going to see more and more of it and um, love conversations like this where we can get out and tell our story.
0: Yeah, and I think that's important, Aaron. You raise a good point, which is that Clover is not just a provider of, you know, remanufactured toner cartridges. You guys do a phenomenal job of providing content and resources for dealers to actually use in the marketplace uh, to help them to actually do that, right? So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a little segue here. I didn't throw this out in the questions I sent to you, but uh, I got to do it because you know, they did the launch. What do you guys think of the Cybertruck?
2: <laughs> so I was going to mention this earlier. It's kind of a funny story. In my past, going back, is when we started putting the whole print relief business plan together, I got introduced to Elon Musk's brother who lives here in Boulder, Colorado, and his name's Kimball Musk. And he's a really nice guy. He's, he's in technology, but he's also like a, a restaurant owner. Um, and so I was, you know, naturally interested when the truck came out. I, I personally think the truck is pretty ugly but at the same time. Pretty cool.
0: It is so divisive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that's all you got. It's pretty ugly. But I wouldn't mind trying to drive it, but, just to tell you a little sidebar story and Kimball um, I got introduced to him because I had this whole vision for print relief. And so I went and met with him as really just a technologist in the um, sustainable energy space. And I pitched him on this and he started telling me about what he was doing. He's like, yeah, we're going to create this like real time search engine, which um, you know, every search engine has today. And it was new at the time. This was like seven years ago. And he's like, eventually we'll take that and we'll embed it in other websites, open up the APIs so that other companies can leverage this. And I sat there and I was like, I have no idea what an API is. <laughs> so I, I went back and pretended to know what I was talking about, looked up API. And then, you know, funny thing is, fast forward five years later, that's exactly what Print Relief is. It's an API that integrates with all these different, you know, solutions like FM Audit. So totally it totally does. Came and full circle.
0: Yeah. You're about uh, in the same uh, you know age bracket as I am. We're not quite okay boomers, but uh, I remember in the old days when they actually used to call that middleware. You remember that? Yes. Yes. Forgot about that thing. <laughs> so, Aaron, where are you on the Cybertruck? And I don't. Yeah, I mean, hey man, I, it, you know, it
1: doesn't use gas and it's sustainable, right? Yeah. No. I listen. I think I think the Cybertruck is cool. I mean. It's a first generation anything, right? So the first generation is different. We haven't seen it before. From a marketing perspective, I mean, you know, the launch of it didn't go right, but what do they say? You know, you know, all, all kind of news is good news, or you know, they're, they're getting noticed, right? And People are talking. What we're talking about on this podcast. So I'm excited to see how it, how it goes. Um, I'm excited to see version two, three, and four uh, of the Cybertruck when it comes out. Um, I, I think that aspect of the world that we live in today, with, with uh, Electric cars and, and, and what you know, whether it's Tesla or, or others. I mean, I, I think that part's only going to grow, um, and it's new. So being new and a little bit different, people have some polarizing opinions.
0: Well, and and you guys know me. Like I absolutely love it. So the the second I watched uh, the launch, right afterwards, I signed up and put down my 150 Canadian uh, to buy one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'd be the only guy in Port Coburn driving around with the Cybertruck.
0: Well, you would think, you would think, but the biggest construction company uh, in town actually ordered 30 of them.
1: No way. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, there, and there, But there you go, right? And why did they do that? You know, what, what are their costs on on maintenance and gas? And, well, guess, you, know, you on, know, on the fleet of trucks, right?
0: If you're in business for, you know, where you have to run vehicles, like a construction company, how perfect is that?
1: Like, yeah, oh my god, it doesn't look like your standard truck, and I think that's why people stand back and they're like, oh, I don't know, but you're you know, the business concept and, and what they're doing, it makes sense, and yeah, you know, I, I can't I think, wait to see you uh driving around with your Star Wars themed cyber truck.
0: <laughs> well, it's perfect, isn't it? So, a lot of listeners <laughs> don't know that, but Aaron brought it up. Uh, I'm a Star Wars fanatic, so you better believe it. And uh, just imagine my fishing kayak hanging out the back of that truck. I can't wait to see it. There you go. <laughs> so uh, before we leave, now that I've taken everyone completely off track, but it's still sustainability. Um, if you just had one piece of advice for listeners out there, and these could be off squid dealers, you know, they could be managed service providers, they could be end users, you know, what would that be? And uh, maybe Jordan will start with you. I think
2: it would be to invest in innovation, whether it's managed services, platforms that support it, um, new ideas, sustainability, a lot of what we've talked about today, but just try to stay on the cutting edge, um, investing your resources into what's new. Um, I guess it's just my philosophy. If you're, you know, the old cliche if you're not growing, you're dying. If you don't get ahead, you're going to get left behind. And so I, always trying to look for those, what are those new creative, interesting, valuable ideas that customers are going to like and
1: that's going to drive your business forward.
0: I love it. Aaron?
1: I mean, I, I think for me, it's, you know, take a hard look at your business and take a hard look at your customers and and figure out ways that you can bring sustainable solutions to them, that you can help them in, in, in areas that only help reduce maybe costs, but environmental impact, carbon footprint, and look for those partners out in your marketplace and your communities that will help you do that, and educate yourself on on what we're talking about here today. Because, you know, I, I firmly believe that that you know this is only going to grow. It's going to get bigger and bigger. And um, whether you're selling something or you're just looking at your household like you are, Wes. I mean, I think we need to to look a lot deeper into what we're doing as consumers and people in our communities and business, and making sure that we're doing the right thing for the environment. Because um, I, you know, we only have one, we only have one planet to live
0: on. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com podcasts. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.